0: How's closing February? Well, today I talked about what I felt were some key topics. um, In order for us to uh, explain how we are moving forward academically with our students, I outlined some of the emotional and social challenges that our kids have returned to school with and what we're doing to overcome those. I also talked about some of the academic challenges we have. We've our overall scores in ELA are down by about six percent, and in math we're down by about nine percent. However, uh, we do have extensive plans, and and actually, the funding that we've re- that we've received is being utilized uh, in very intentionally to help bring our kids back on track. I also talked about the fact that we do have the technology now to measure and monitor growth. And that all the indicators are that our kids are growing in the classroom. So, given what our teachers are doing and all the different emotional, social, and academic supports that we're providing, we really do feel, and the the data is showing, that we're we're back on track. We're getting back on track, I should say. What ELA is? English language arts and math are the two areas. That the state of California measures us in. There's also they also measure us in other subjects such as science, but the English language arts and math are the two key indicators for us because they really are the foundation to everything else. Do you think they're down because of the pandemic and the tidal wave of changes in education? Yeah, no, they're they're down mainly because during uh, the year before last we had an entire year of instruction where you know half our kids were on on Zoom and the other half were in person and there was a lot of interruption to the educational process. We had kids uh, experiencing a lot of emotional challenges and uh, uh, also, this past year, one of the things I touched on is that we were really plagued by a huge amount of absences, absences of students and staff. and It was extremely disruptive to the instructional process. And so for us, we, we recognized that we were going to take a dip. But now that we're back and, you know, I've been monitoring the data on a daily basis and we, our absences due to COVID are like, virtually negligible. So we are really on track to be able to get our kids back to where they need to be. And is it just having the kids returning this in-person learning yes. kind of just get those numbers back up? Yeah, having them in-person, having them around other kids, having them feeling safe emotionally. Uh, it's just so important uh, to set that foundation for learning. Yes. So now managing growth, you mentioned that the Clovis Unified Area just keeps on growing. Yes. Uh, how are you managing that? So we we have a whole team managing that, looking at projections, uh, interfacing with our uh, you know our city leaders, uh, city of Fresno Fresno, city of Clovis, looking at where growth is going to be occurring, uh, interfacing with all of the you know developing developer community, and so we have a pretty good pulse I would say on what's needed into the future in terms of schools. So we have our thirty fourth, thirty uh, fifth elementary school opening at Fowler and McKinley now in August 24 and, and that's designed and well on its way to happening and then uh, there's been a lot of work behind the scenes uh, pertaining to our new educational center Terry Bradley educational center which is opening for grades 7 8 and 9 in August 2025 and it's another educational center so it's a very significant project. You can seem to avoid the pratfalls that the you find is going when it comes to school naming, or essentially is going with school naming or renaming. Is that because you kind of already have the system in terms yes. of you name naming after educators? Uh, well, actually, there is a ver- there's a system in place, but uh, and it involves uh, our local community. It involves uh, all of our stakeholders, really. Um, and uh, also involves our, go- our governing board, who ultimately approve a name. But the process includes looking at the historical context of the school, so for example, Granite Ridge or Valley Oak, and then some of our schools are named after, uh, you know, famous uh, leaders in our our society, Lincoln Elementary, and then after past educators like Janet Young Elementary. So um, a lot of thought is given to the context of the school and what the community's desire is at the time. Um, but it's an entire process and uh, it's a well-thought-out process that gives everybody a voice. How's the labour situation going with uh, the Clubs Unified policy? Yeah, um, we've been monitoring teacher shortages around the state. We ourselves did not experience that. I would say that, you know, all of our shortages uh, for teachers have either been filled or in the process of being filled. Some of the areas, though, that we really are feeling it are uh, in our transportation department, we've had a lot of Uh, um, issues in terms of not being able to fully staff our buses, our bus drivers. Uh, Also, our instructional assistants. We have a lot of openings for instructional assistants to assist us in our special education department. Um, And a lot of that is occurring because um, our youth are able to get other jobs uh, with the latest laws around minimum wage and things like that. Students, college students who typically would be helping us out Uh, For you know minimum wage uh, are able to secure the positions that uh, are incentivizing uh, the college students What about with the uh, talk to the union, how's that going? Uh, Well, we are still in the process of um, uh, uh, Addressing some of the PERB violations that have been uh, leveraged against the district and that process is continuing and uh, based on what I'm hearing we'll continue into November December and at that time we'll be awaiting some news on what the, what the courts have decided in terms of um, how clubs unified can proceed into the future with respect to our employee uh, representation. How did the district come up with this specific safety plan Oh. So with regards to our Catapult emergency management system, actually, the work that was uh, that went into um, deciding on that company to partner with occurred uh, over two years ago. Uh, our team looked into uh, several different companies. And um, we uh, liaised with our first responder colleagues and agencies. And uh, we landed on Catapult EMS, all of this has been actually in the works for over two years and uh, I will tell you that you know we get a lot of questions about our open campuses and the fact that we don't have you know fences and barbed wire and metal detectors and uh, as I was talking with uh, the owner of Catapult who himself liaises with the FBI he was telling me that um, you know that Having fences and metal detectors and things like that present challenges too, because kids can be corralled into a facility if an intruder gets in. So he did tell me that what what the general consensus around school safety is, is that speeding up your response to a situation is the number one priority. And that's what Catapult EMS does. It speeds it up to where things are happening at a at an exponentially faster rate than than what we had before. So we're very excited from that point of view.